Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Well, amen. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. So thankful for you being uh, there listening today, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to come uh, behind the mic and share some treasures of truth from the precious Word of God. We were in the last podcast in the book of Ephesians, chapter number six, started on the armor of God and uh, talked on the last podcast about the battle that's raging and how we need to be prepared for it, how God has given us all the equipment necessary uh, to um, to wage the spiritual war. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10 again, where the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then again in verse 13, he said, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And we said on the last podcast that certainly we need to put on the armor of God. And we said that completely we need to put on the armor of God, the whole armor. And then we talked about confidently putting on the armor of God because we know that we have everything necessary to win the war. We have it in our arsenal. But I want to look today at a, a little further in, into this thought, and uh, we may go for five, six, maybe even seven podcasts, just depending on uh, how how many times we need to go into this. But I want to talk today about the enemy. Now, the book of Ephesians is a great book. I mean, it is a great book. It starts off talking about the riches of the child of God, how we are so blessed, the spiritual blessings. By the way, it's, we're, we, we need to really focus on spiritual blessings and not physical blessings. And that's what Paul writes about. In the first part of the book of Ephesians, he talks about how rich we are as children of God. And then in the middle section of the book of Ephesians, he talks about the responsibilities we have as children of God. And then in chapter number six, uh, he starts here, finally, my brethren, he begins talking about the rivalry we have as children of God. And we've got to understand this, that the Christian life is not a playground. It is a battleground. Uh, it is not fun. It's a fight. It's a good fight. Uh, the Bible tells us to fight the good fight. And uh, Paul said, I've fought a good fight. It's it's not a stroll. It's a struggle. And uh, you need to understand that as a child of God, you are a target on the battlefield. And yet there's so many of God's children that are not even aware that there is a spiritual war going on. We've got enemies that we face every single day. And I know we're going to focus on this podcast today on mainly on one of those enemies, but we have three enemies that we face every single day. We face the flesh, we face the world, and we face satanic forces, Satan himself and his fallen angels. Three enemies. One that is an enemy that is internal, that's the flesh. One enemy that is external, that's the world. And one enemy that is infernal, that is Satan. 
and our internal enemy, uh, the flesh, that old nature. Uh, when we got saved, thank God the Spirit of God came in to indwell us. And so there's a war going on inside. Paul talked about a war going on in his members. Uh, one passage, he said, what I want to do, I don't do, and what I don't want to do, I do. And our internal enemy, the flesh. Then there's the external enemy, which is the world, the society we live in, that is apart from God, that is fallen, that is cursed. And our world, you, we need to understand this. In the last service I preached here, thanks to Calvary, I preached on worldliness. And uh, the world is in no way friendly to the cause of Christ. Christians are viewed by the world as the problem, not the solution. And it's just the opposite. Christianity is the solution for the world's problems, not the cause of the world's problems. And the world caters to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. John wrote there in the book of 1 John, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the Bible clearly says, The world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We need to be careful. We have that internal enemy of the flesh. We have that uh, external enemy of the world. But the infernal enemy is what Paul is dealing with. The infernal enemy of the devil. The, the, the world caters to those desires of the flesh and and uh, the desires of the, uh, the pride, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. But our infernal enemy, he is on earth, and he's got quite a following, both demonic and human. And as you study about those three enemies and this warfare that we are raging, uh, waging, I remind you in advance that you're already promised victory. Jesus has already defeated the world the flesh, and the devil. Man, what a blessing. He defeated the flesh uh, there in Gethsemane. He defeated Satan there in the uh, wilderness temptation. He defeated the world as he walked on this earth for 33 and a half years uh, in perfection. Not one sin. Guile was not found in his mouth. And so we don't fight for victory you need to understand that today. You're not fighting for victory today. You're fighting from victory. And we're more than conquerors, not in ourselves, not in our church, not in our reputation, but in Christ Jesus. And it's that perspective. It's that perspective from which we need to battle. It's just simply walking in the victory that we've already won in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the prize is waiting. Paul said, I press toward the mark. The prize is waiting at the finish line. You just got to go to the line and claim it. And I'll hear people say, well, I won a great victory this week. And, uh, you know, I overcame the flesh. I overcame the devil. I, and I know what they mean, but strictly from a doctrinal view, that's not correct. I've never won a great victory. The truth is I have success in appropriating the victory that's already been won by the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul talks about this in verse number 10. He said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. You see that? Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Like John the Beloved said in 1 John 4, 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome, overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus fought the flesh, the world, and Satan, and he overcame them. And we have that same victory. And the step to victory starts, the step to victory starts right here, recognizing your enemy, knowing who your enemy is. That's basic intelligence in the military. If you don't know who the enemy is, uh, you can't fight. If you don't know their strategies, if you don't know their war tactics, uh, it, what it's talking about is, you know, our fighting men and women, uh, they have to know how the enemy thinks, how the enemy works, where the enemy is located. And our infernal enemy, the, the devil, he doesn't have horns and a tail and a pitchfork. No, he doesn't present himself like that. He presents himself beautifully. He's transformed himself into an angel of light. But he is very real. He's not figurative. Satan is not figurative. He is a real being. And he's very active in this world, especially in the church. Now, I understand people want to talk about the world and, and want to talk about all the places of the world where Satan works. I'm going to tell you something. I believe with all my heart that the devil and the demons of hell are more active in the church than they are in the world. See, Ephesians 6 not written to uh, uh, a group of non-believers. This is not written to a group of uh, idol worshipers. It was written to the church. It was written to the church at Ephesus. I don't believe the devil concentrates his efforts on the nightclubs. He's got them right where he wants them. I don't believe the devil concentrates his efforts in the mafia. He's got them right where he wants them. He doesn't concentrate his efforts in organized crime. He's already got them right where he wants them. He doesn't uh, concentrate his efforts on the drug cartels. They're already involved in the work. You know where I believe the center of attack that Satan has? I believe it is in churches all over this country, all over this world, where the gospel's being preached, where unity is being enjoyed, where worship is being fulfilled. That's where Satan is attacking. He's attacking godly homes where husbands and wives are trying to follow the will of God. He's attacking young people that are going to Sunday school and carrying their Bible to school and, and uh, being involved in their youth activities at the church and, and, and families and individuals that are praying daily and reading the Word of God daily and trying to be salt and light. The devil would love nothing more than to do great damage to my church. And if you're listening, it's not a part of Thanks to Calvary. Your church, your ministry, your family. And he uses people. He uses, yes, he uses the world, the society, to accomplish the purposes uh, there inside the church, inside the homes of godly people. And so I want you to think about that and understand that. We need to know who our enemy is, and we know, need to know where he's at, and we need to know what he's doing. Now, don't go devil hunting. I'm not uh, doing these podcasts for us to be devil hunters. I'm not preaching so we go out and start demon hunting. There's no need for that. I'll promise you the enemy will come to you. But we do need to re realize and recognize that there is an enemy and that he is attacking 
and we need to know how he is attacking so we can properly defend ourselves and claim the victory that's been won. Too often, Christians give too much credit to the devil. In fact, I think there's more devil worship in churches than than Christ worship. I mean, uh, testimonies, or how I like to say it sometimes, testimonies, testimonies. Well, the devil's been on my back all week. Well, you're just giving glory to the to the devil, and quit giving him piggyback rides, man. Get him off your back. He, you don't. Have, the Bible says, resist the devil; he'll flee from you. And uh, people give Satan too much credit. It isn't the devil's fault that your car ran out of gas. It, it's not the devil's fault that your washer and dryer quit working. It's not the devil's fault that you don't have any ink in your printer or that you stubbed your toe last night or that your car broke down. It's a spiritual warfare, not a physical warfare. The devil doesn't care uh, too much if you're on time to work or not. I mean, can you really imagine that? Can you really picture in your mind the devil saying, oh, wait, just watch. I, I'm going to make this Christian's car run out of gas so they're late. <laughs> you know, I just can't see that. He is more concerned about you being what God called you to be He's more concerned with whether or not you're walking in the power of God. And there's two things about him I want to say before we close the podcast, and then we're going to go further into this in the next podcast. But I'll say this first. Don't maximize the influence of Satan. Don't maximize the influence of Satan. Uh, don't pin everything on Satan. You know, years ago, and the young younger congregation won't understand this, but there was a fellow years ago, Flip Wilson, that coined the say, uh, saying, the devil made me do it. Well, honestly, it may have been the flesh. Uh, honestly, it may have been the world that you're living in that, that, that tempted you and caused you to do it. Don't give the devil too much credit. Yes, he's real, and yes, he's working, but a lot of things he's not involved in. So don't mac maximize his influence the bible said in isaiah 26 3 that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee and in philippians 4 8 the bible said finally brethren whatsoever things are true honest just pure lovely good report virtue if there be any praise if there be any virtue think on these things don't maximize his influence too many people give the devil too much credit and too much glory and really and truly what it is is worship. There's a lot of satanic worship going on in Baptist churches because they focus more on what the devil's doing instead of what God's doing. So don't maximize his influence. But then the second thing I'd say is don't minimize his influence because a lot of Christians become easy prey because they ignore the devices of Satan. So we're going to go further in this in the next few podcasts about the armor of God, why we need to be prepared because we're in a spiritual fight and i want you to understand that and so don't miss the next few episodes as we start getting into this uh, spiritual warfare and the equipment that god has given us that we'll be able to use to combat the forces of satan and i believe it'll be a real help to you thank you so much for joining today it's such a blessing and i sure hope it's been a help and an encouragement to you today until the next podcast this is brother jeremy simpson and I want to encourage you to go out and be salt, be light, go make a difference, uh, be a testimony. Go out and tell somebody about Jesus. Thank you for tuning uh, in to the Treasures of Truth podcast.